Okay, so our first message will be brought to us by Mr. Reg Noland. It is entitled, The Serpentine Wanderings of Wayward Dan. Okay. Uh, you all know that I did a recent study into the uh, stones of the breastplate of the high priest. Well, that study has opened up so many different avenues and doors now that uh, I, I'll be finding all sorts of different things. Um, as part of my study in the breastplate, I researched the history of each of the tribes to discover uh, their national characteristics. And of all the tribes of Israel, Dan has the most instructive history. From before his birth, Dan was marked to be different. How many of you know who, who, which one Dan was? Dan was the fifth son of uh, Jacob. He was born to uh, not either his wives, Leah or uh, Rachel, but to Rachel's uh, handmaiden, Bilah. All right, so he was born to her as a concubine to bear up children for Leah in, so that she would not lose favor in Jacob's eyes to the more fruitful uh, Leah. Leah had already given him four sons, but there was no danger of that because Jacob loved uh, Rachel uh, much more so than he did Leah. Uh, Dan has wavering loyalties, uh, both to the nation of Israel and to God, and self-interest is the center of his wavering loyalty. So the role in Israel then turned out to be quite mixed. The name for Dan, uh, her name for Dan as Bella's son, that's Rachel's name for Dan as Bella's son, and her firstborn of her household literally means God has judged me. Her name for Dan as, let's see, uh, indicating that her independence and her defiance of custom. As she, um, she is her own judge and answers only to God this is a trait that Dan would inherit even though there's no direct bloodline between Rachel and Dan. So as Jacob lay dying, he said that Dan would be a judge, that is to say, provide justice for his people as one of the tribes of Israel, but would also be a serpent by the roadside. Turns out that his wanderings were very serpentine. And we'll see exactly why, what that means in a moment. Go to Genesis 49, verses 16 and 18. This is a prophecy of Jacob. Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan shall be a serpent by the way, a viper by the path, that bites the horse his heel so the rider shall fall backwards. I have waited for your salvation, O Lord. Now that last verse doesn't seem to flow with the rest of it, but it has a very strong pertinence later on. And further, Moses, in his blessings on Dan, called Dan a lion's cub. Look at Deuteronomy 33:22. This is Moses' blessing on Dan. He said of Dan, Dan is a lion's whelp. He shall leap forth from Bashan. Uh, Bashan is the land that is northeast of the Sea of Galilee. It was uh, originally occupied by the eastern half of the Manasseh tribe. So if you want to know where that is. Uh, moreover, so he's going to leap forth out of this one. So we've got these two characteristics. He's an impetuous whip that leaps forth from, uh, unexpectedly. He's a serpent that lies along the wayside ready to bite the heels of the horses and cause the rider to fall backward. He's a judge 
And we see all of this in the, the, the symbols that we're going to come up here in a moment. When Israel was divided in the time of Rehoboam, this is in 1 Kings 12, Dan became part of the northern kingdom under Jeroboam, forsaking any claim to the Davidic line. That's important. His lack of national loyalty became most apparent when Dan refused to fight alongside the other tribes against the Gentiles, but remained on his ships. So he stayed in the harbor on his ships and out off the Mediterranean Sea. You can find that in Judges 5.17, if you want to look, at, look up at the references. But just a reference that says that Dan stayed on his ships. Okay, let's look now at what I call, uh, what I made up as a thumbnail of uh, uh, the tribe of Dan. Okay? Kind of small, okay. All right, uh, I gave you this on the handout for the stones. Uh, it has a, basically a summary of all the different things in it. Uh, Dan, uh, the t tribe actually means God is my judge or God has judged me. Also means to contend, to strive, to, uh, strive, to plead, uh, as in a plead a case. His mother was Bella. His symbols, the flags and the banners and the shields, all become important here. This is the symbols that are on the uh, flags are that of a snake, of a pair of balanced scales, and of this strange-looking bird, or it's actually a hybrid, a chimera between a bird, a, a snake, and a lion. And they call it a griffon, a griffon. Note that Dan is numbered among the original 12 tribes in the, as the fifth stone, as the sapphire stone, in the high priest's breastplate. breastplate. But he is not included in the mother sort breastplate at all, nor is he uh, mentioned, other than just a brief acknowledgement of the son of Jacob, in the genealogy of the tribes that is detailed in Chronicles chapters 1 through 9. Chapters in Chronicles 1 through 9, they give you a detailed listing of all the different son, uh, children of Jacob and all their genealogies all the way down the line. And Dan is missing. He's not in there. Uh, nor is he listed among the registry of the sealed 144,000 that is recorded in Revelation 7. But he is first in line at the prophesied millennial land distribution beginning in Ezekiel 48, 8, uh, 48, 1. Now, Dan, Dan is a distinct tribe, actually disappears from Canaan and from history about uh, 1250 BC or so, trekking out over distant mountains and sailing off into the sea. Of course, as we know, as Paul reminds us, that all of Israel, including wayward Dan, will ultimately be saved as part of all Israel. Turn to Romans 11, uh, verses 26 and 27. For, do not desire, for I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion. That blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so, all Israel will be saved. That includes Dan. All Israel will be saved. As it is written, the deliverer shall come out of Zion, and he will turn away the ungodliness from Jacob, and for this is my covenant with them, and I will take away their sins. Most curious. Most curious. What could bring about this 
on again, off again, eventually on again, relationship between uh, or status of the tribe of Dan. It's enough to make you say, hmm, what causes this? As a whole, Dan was the tribe that was most guilty of idolatry. They stole other people's idols. They actually stole other people's idols and set them up to be worshipped in their own houses. You can find that in Judges 18, 14 to 31. We're actually going to read Judges 18 here in a moment. But I just want to give you a preview. Indeed, Dan was the first tribe to actually organize idol worship. And it continued for nearly 500 years until the day of their captivity. Let's check that in Judges 18.30. The children of Dan set up for themselves the carved image. And Jonathan the, uh, yeah, Jonathan the son of Gers- Gershon, and the son of Manasseh, and his sons were priests to the tribe of Dan until the day of the captivity of the land. So they would set up the they actually go into the different uh, territories, rob the people of their idols, their household idols, and then take them and set them up to worship themselves. And we're going to see that in, in chapter 18. Um, indeed, throughout history, Dan has rejected God's true religion, repeatedly replacing it with idol worship. In fact, most of the descendants of Dan will have to wait uh, for salvation until after God seals the 144,000. Now, the 144,000 is important. Some speculate that Dan is not listed in the registry of the seal because of his, that he was the first to go into idolatry, and hence he had a readiness for and an acceptance of sin. But that cannot be the reason uh, for the omission, since all of Israel went after idolatry at one time or another. Dan is not unique there. So that's not the reason for him being omitted from the registry. Others note that the sealing of the nation occurs in the interim between the opening of the sixth seal and the opening of the seventh seal. Before the sounding of the seven trumpets. So it precedes the day of salvation. Hence, the sealing of the 144,000 is not sealing them for salvation. And we understand that since it occurs long before then. Um... Therefore, the purpose of the sealing was not for ultimate salvation, but was for protection and preservation. Perhaps, they argue, that Dan was simply not in jeopardy, and he had no need of protection. So they sealed the uh, 144,000. By the way, the, num- the names of the tribes listed in the, in the 144,000 are the same as the ones in the Mothersort breastplate. That includes all the... Uh, 12 tribes except for Dan, and in place of Dan, we have uh, the children of Joseph listed individually as Ephraim and Manasseh. So that's how it's listed. Uh, Ephraim is listed as Joseph in in that one. Okay, Um, let's see. Genesis 49, verses 1 and then 18. We're going to skip to those two. All right, in verse 1, Jacob says, Jacob called to his sons and said, Gather yourselves together that I may tell you what may befall you in the last days. And then skip down to 18, where he's talking about directly to Dan. Um, He's saying, I have waited for your salvation, O Lord. Hmm. So he's waiting on Dan's salvation here in the process. From the very beginnings, the tribe of Dan was not content with the land allocation given to them by 
by uh, Moses. As the Israelites came into the land of Canaan, uh, by lot, certain areas of territory were assigned to each tribe. Um, the, do you have the map for, of uh, the, the assignments? Is it going to be big enough to see? I can't see it. Ooh, it's kind of dark. Mm. Okay, can you guys see it? Uh, this is the assignments of the, of the land here on the back. If you notice, Dan had the little area over here on the, off the Mediterranean Sea, uh, just uh, uh, Joppa at the northern end, and going down to Jabus and uh, Ekron, bordering on it. Okay, uh, and um, there. But Dan didn't stay there. Dan did not stay there. Uh, the tribe of Dan drew a tract of land that was much smaller than most of the other grand, except for Benjamin. Benjamin was tiny, but which was fertile and had a boundary along the Mediterranean Sea, which gave them access to fishing and to maritime uh, trade. So he was a, they were actually pretty good, well off at that point. Um, more specifically, Dan was assigned a territory west of the Jordan, including the cities of Ekron, Ajalon, and the area facing Joppa. But they found that the original inhabitants of the land, who were the Philistines, um, were very hard to dislodge. You can find that evidence of that in, in Joshua 19, 40 to 48. So the Danites invaded across the territory. Notice all these there. Here's Dan down here in the lower left. And they invaded all the other uh, fellow uh, brothers' tribe all the way up to where you see Dan at the top. That was not originally Dan's territory. That belonged to a very peaceful people named the Lachish or the Lashim. Okay, uh, they captured a land of a peaceful, unsuspecting people to the north of Israel, the Lashim or Lachish, attacking them and after stealing the priests and the household uh, gods of one of their fellow Israelites, um, a private household Levite, and nearly annihilating them all. This was a very peaceful people. They were, God put them there for a reason. They were a buffer between the nation of Israel and the Gentile nations to the north. But what did Dan do? By capturing these people, it exposed him directly to all of the Gentile influences from the north. It made him very, very vulnerable. Let's take a look at the, now at Judges 18. And in, in Judges 18, this is a long passage, I know, but it's a narrative, so it's pretty easy, pretty fast going. And what we'll do is we'll start with verse 1, goes to 31. In those days, there was no king in Israel. That's an important statement. There was no king in Israel. And in those days, the tribe of Danites was seeking an inheritance for itself to dwell in. For until that day, their inheritance among the tribes had not fallen to them. That means to say the inhabitants of that land had not fallen to them. God gave them the land, but had not given them the conquering of the people yet. They had to earn that on their own, and they had not fallen to them. So the children of the Dan sent five men out of the family from their territory, men of valor from Zorah and Eshtal, to spy out the land and to search it. And they said to them, go, search the land. So they went to the mountains of Ephraim, to the house of Micah, and lodged there. Ephraim is in the north, remember. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, 
Let's see. While they were at the house of Micah, they recognized the voice of a young Levite. Uh, understand the Levites were dispersed into the land at large, and what would happen is the individual household would hire a Levite to be their household priest, to do all the services and offerings and things like that for them. So, uh, they were at the house of Micah. They recognized the voice of the young Levite. They turned aside and said to him, Who brought you here? What are you doing in this place? What, have you, what do you have to hear? He said to them, Thus and so Micah did for me. He has hired me. You go back and read chapter 18, or 17, right before this, you have the story of how this, uh, little, this Levite came into Micah's home. But it was... Uh, uh, for the sake of time, I did not include that. Uh, and how, so, thus and so Micah did for me, and he has hired me, and I have become his priest. And they said to him, uh, Please inquire of God that we may know whether the journey on which we will be going is prosperous. And the priest said to them, Go and preach. The presence of the Lord will be with you on your way. So the five men departed and went to Laish. Uh, that's the Lashim uh, people, that's the area that is north of um, Israel that we were telling about. They saw the people who were there, how they dwell safely in the manner of the Sidonians, quiet and secure. There were no rulers in that land who might put them to shame for anything. They were far from the Sidonians and had no ties with anyone. In other words, they could not cry out for help if they got into trouble. But they didn't need to because their land was peaceful and well ruled. Um, let's see. Now, the spies then came back to their brethren at Zorah and Eshtal, and their brethren said to them, What is your report? So they said, Arise, let us go up against them, for we have seen this land, and it is indeed very good. Would you do nothing? Do not hesitate to go and enter and possess the land. Okay, so they say this is a, a golden opportunity. We've got these people here, rich, rich land, bountiful, plentiful, uh, secure, safe. The peaceful are peaceful. They're not going to put up a fight. Okay, so let's just go in and take it over. That's the nature of the Dan. Um, let's see. When you go, uh, you will come to a secure people and a large land, for God has given it into your hand, a place uh, where there is no lack of anything that is on the earth. And 600 men of the family of the Danites went from there, from Zorah and Eshtal, armed with weapons of war. And they went up and encamped at uh, Kirjah-Jerim in Judah. Uh, therefore they called the place Mahanadan to this day, there it is, west of Kirjath-Jerim. And they passed it from there to the mountains of Ephraim and came to the house of Micah. The five men who had gone, up, uh, gone to spy out the country of Laish um, answered and said to the brethren, Do you know that there are in this house, uh, houses, uh, in these houses, an ephod, house, household idols, a carved image, a molten image? Now what do you think, uh, what... Now, therefore, consider what you should do. So they're looking around in these houses, and they see this loaded with wretches. So what do they do? They don't take it as something that you should destroy and abolish as idols to a foreign god. They say, no, this is something for us to plunder. Okay. Um, 
somehow. I lost my place. Hmm? Okay, all right. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, yeah, here we go. And they said unto him, Be quiet. Uh, put your hand over your mouth and come up with us. Be a father and a priest to us. They're talking to the priest uh, here that has been hired by Micah. It, it is better for you to be a priest in the household of one man or to be a priest to a tribe and a family in Israel. So the priest's heart was glad, and he took the ephod, the household idols, the carved image, and took his place among the people. Then they turned and departed, and they put, uh, put the little ones, the livestock, and the goods in front of them. Uh, then when they were a good way from the house of Micah, the men who were in the house near Micah's house gathered together and overtook the children of Dan. So they come up from behind and, and attack the invaders. And they called out to the children of Dan. So they turned around and said to Micah, What ails you that you have gathered such a company? And he said, You have taken away the gods that I have made and the priests, and you have gone away. Now, uh, what more do I have? You've taken everything from me. So what more do I have? What What more do I have? How can you say to me what ails you? So how can you ask me what's wrong when you just plundered my whole home? my whole land. And the children of Dan said to him, Do not let your voice be heard among us, lest angry men fall upon you uh, and lose your life with the lives of your household. So they, he, has cha- he has challenged, rightly challenged, this invader, and the invader said, We're stronger than you are. You better keep your mouth shut effectively, lest angry men fall upon Remember that phrase, angry men. It'll come up here a little bit later. The children of Dan went their way, and when Micah saw that they were too strong for him, he turned back and went uh, to his house. So they took the things that Micah had made, and the priests which had belonged to him, and they went through Laish to the people quiet and secure, and they struck them with the edge of the sword and burned the city with fire. There was no deliverer, because it was far from Sidon, and they had no ties with anyone. It was in the valley which belongs to uh, to Beth Rahab. So the, they built the city and they dwelt there. This next verse is important. And they called the name of the city Dan, after the name of Dan their father, who was born into Israel. However, the name of the city formerly was Laish. This is a characteristic of the people of, it, of Dan. They like to rename themselves, uh, rename whatever they go to by the name of Dan. They imprint the name of their forefather on whatever territory they conquer. Um, they called the uh, okay. The children of Dan set up for themselves the carved image, and Jonathan the son of Jershon and the son of Manasseh and his sons were priests to the tribe of Dan until the day of their captivity of the land. They set up for themselves Micah's carved image, which he had made all the time that the house of God was in Shiloh. What do you think? What kind of people are these? I wanted to read this whole chapter to give you a flavor of what these people are like. What these people are like. In the time of the judges, these ever-restless Danites were still struggling to find a home for themselves, especially since they had lost their original abandoned land allocation to the Philistines. 
who they could not drive out. In Joshua 19, verses 47 and 48, we read, And the border of the children of Dan went beyond these, because the children of Dan went up to fight against Lashim and took it. Lashim and Lachish are the same thing, just referred to them by different names. And they struck it with the edge of the sword and took possession of it and dwelled in it. They called or renamed Lashim as Dan after the name of Dan, their father. And this is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Dan, according to their families, these cities with their villages. Now take note of this characteristic of renaming the places after the father Dan. The tribe of Dan then became the northernmost province of Israel and the most vulnerable to attack from the northern hordes. As the northernmost tribe, they were also most vulnerable to outside spiritual influences as well. That's why they were the first to fall into, adult, into idolatry. And, and then the calf, they would descend into idolatry and calf worship. It was so popular in the region. One of Dan's key characteristics was this pioneering, adventurous, impatient, insatiable spirit. Hence, they had a tendency to migrate abruptly into new territories. Notice Moses foretold about uh, this tribe. Deuteronomy 33, 12. Uh, 22, I've already read this before, but I'll read it again. And he of Dan, and of Dan he said, Dan is a lion's whelp. And, imp, and as a lion's whelp, he's going to be an impatient and adventuresome cub. Uh, and he shall leap from Bashan. As a young lion, Dan would leap from, from the region of uh, Bashan. Uh, some of the inland Danites lived in the proximity of Bashan, which was occupied mainly by the half-tribe of Manasseh. Yet, recognizing that the Assyrian uh, horde invasion was imminent, these Danites moved to distant territories. They saw the Assyrians coming, so they trekked out across the mountains. And the ones that were left them by the shore, they got on their ships and sailed away as well. Uh, uh, about 1285 B.C., their Danite coastal relatives had taken to their ships and when God had used Deborah and Barak to deliver Israel from Jabin of Hazar. You can find that in Judges 5, uh, 17, the reference to being on the ships. In escaping danger, these adventuresome Danites pounced upon, like a lion's cub, newfound opportunities in the land. Dan was quite a warrior and a good fighter. You remember one of his most famous um, sons was Samson, a notable warrior, if you will. Okay? Um, all the symbols of Dan. The eagle, the serpent, the lion, the griffin have the gift of being able to suddenly strike out of the blue when it's least expected, like a lion's whelp, and penetrate what were formerly defensive positions. Uh, these migrating warriors, Dan described them as angry fellows back in uh, chapter 18, uh, Judges 18.25. This is an expression that comes from the Hebrew marinefesh, which means bitter of soul. The The you know what a berserker is. Uh, a berserker or a craze-inspired warrior of Scandinavian tradition refers to this aspect of Dan. And as I said, Samson was the most famous warrior and judge in Scripture. He also had the qualities of the berserker. Dan, in essence, is a pioneer, an explorer. Historical references confirm that the Danites in Greece eventually moved to Ireland, but they took a long serpentine and getting there. After eventually being uh, captured, uh, 
from their homeland uh, themselves. They were taken via ancient Troy through Greece as the Danai, D-A-N-A-I, into Europe, specifically through Germany, through Denmark, Norway, England, Scotland, and Ireland. Uh, the migration of Dan, that was quite serpentine. It's relatively easy to trace because, as I said, they were fond of imprinting their name upon the places through which they migrated. From their Sumerian capital of Dan, the Lishim capital was, was renamed after the patriarch, up the Don, the Danube, the Danaster, the Danaper, the Danieper, and the Rhone River. Rome was originally Rodan. So that's where we get the Dan from that part as well. All of these rivers were associated with the Scythians. To Denmark and to, to uh, Danonia in Britain, Dan, Danoni in Scotland, where the seafaring Dan migrated by way of Greece and Iberia. Iberia, by the way, is modern Spain and Portugal. It was called Tarsus in Scripture but it's modern Spain and Portugal. So that peninsula is called the Iberian Peninsula. Iberian comes from Hebrew, by the way, just for me. Um, into what is modern Ireland as the Twatha de Danon, the tribe of Dan. Dan would be like a young lion leaping forth, an apt description of Denmark, who acquired the Virgin Ireland, Islands, Greenland, Iceland, and other islands from, and, and from the law of God. Similarly, we see Dan appropriating the names of Norse gods. And that's the habit they have. They assimilate the, the gods that they encounter. They appropriate the names of the Norse god and assimilating them into their beliefs. Odin was the name of the uh, chief Norse god. It is clearly a derivative of Odin. Odin, Odin. Okay. And became a title that was assumed by Danish chieftains. Along with the Lombards and Saxons, the name became Woden, from which we get Woden's Day. And by Manathesis, we transpose a couple of letters, and we end up with Wednesday, the middle of the week. Uh, Odin's capital, Asgard, was supposed to lie east of the Danube in Scythia, between the Black Sea, uh, anciently called the Euxene, and the Caspian Sea. The Danites were, super, they were merely superimposed the name Odin onto the idolatrous god that they had worshipped for centuries, Baal. So this is just a version, uh, just a superimposing of one on top of the other. Nor is it surprising that Daniel, or Danny Boy, is a very popular name for men among the Irish. Okay, so evidence strongly suggests that the modern Danites uh, comprised Denmark and Ireland, perhaps parts of Norway and Scotland as well, uh, beginning with explore, uh, the exploration and the development of trade with the Greeks and the Venetians, Dan became the pioneer of Israel, both on land and in sea. Dan pushed into the far areas beyond the Black Sea and explored many rivers from those points in, in Asia and on into Europe. Dan uh, further pushed throughout the Mediterranean and on into the broad Atlantic. The Baltic Sea and the shores of Denmark became home or sanctuary for, for many of them, while Ireland became the sanctuary for many others, uh, where they were known as the Twatha de Danon, or the tribe of Dan. Many boarded their tall ships and headed west from Canaan through the Straits of Gibraltar, around the Iberian Peninsula, and northward toward Ireland. In fact, the tribe of Dan had populated Ireland centuries before the Israelite tribes from the Assyrian captivity ever got there. Okay. 
According to the Annals of Ireland, the colony called Twatha de Danan conquered the uh, Furblugs, some of these names. Uh, you, have you ever tried to read Celtic names? They're about this long and they actually are one syllable, just the opposite of Texas. Uh, they became the masters of Ireland. It appears that the Danites were a highly civilized people, far more skilled in arts and sciences than any of the other ancient colonies that settled in Ireland. And they ruled in Ireland for about two centuries, or uh, uh, more precisely, 197 years, according to the Psalter of Kashal. Uh, and were highly skilled in architecture and other arts from their long residence in Greek. Dan was close to Amalek, a now extinct arch enemy of Israel, whom Israel considered to be the embodiment of Israel. Dan was a rear guard. He was conservative and aggressive, but with a tendency to waste himself, um, to abuse his relationships with others, and to squander his wealth if he had any. Dan had always been an independent people, refusing to subject themselves to the rule of others, whether the others were uh, righteous or not. Instead, Dan strongly believed that they had inalienable rights just by virtue of being a living human being. Um, Judges 17.6 says, In those days there was no king in Israel, and everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Judges 17.6, if you want that reference. Uh, these were a civilized people, reputed to have great learning and highly skilled in architecture, science, and fine arts. Um, actually, knowledge is a kind of a misnomer here. It was more like indoctrination, since they had long lost touch with the truth of God. They may have comprised the Druids, the priestly class of the ancient Celts, who had uh, gone so far astray from God that they were barely recognizable as children of Israel. <sighs> My pages are out of order. Okay, all right. Um, especially unique is the fact that of all the tribes, Northern Dan still imprints their father's name on the Danes. Uh-oh. Uh, other Danite uh, traces include the uh, Dangali uh, uh, in Iran, the Danava, the Scythian tribe, the Dana from uh, Lebanon-based Ireland, Don from Wales, Danzig in Poland, Danomis in Scythia, Scotland, and southern southwest Britain, also known as the Danonia, uh, the Danai, the Danes of Denmark, the Shukum uh, as from Sweden, uh, the Hushan, uh, from, uh, which was from the Hesse uh, and, and Franks uh, in Germany, uh, the Scotia in Northern Ireland and Scotland today. It's no accident that we can retrace these because uh, Dan's uh, serpentine migration from Northern uh, Israel through Europe to modern Denmark and Ireland, Jacob prophesied that Dan would be, quote, what? A serpent, by the way, a viper in the path. That was Genesis forty-nine seventeen. Indeed, Dan was so devious and crafty and was much like a serpent. Yeah, a serpent is a symbol of sin, that's true. But it's also a symbol of wisdom and cunning and craftiness, astuteness, all of the properties that are positive about a snake. And Matthew 10, 16 says, to be wise as serpents. Jesus warns us, be as wise as serpents, but as harmless as doves. 
Moreover, Dan was inclined towards self-interest, but he was not necessarily evil. He, he will actually judge other tribes, but he will be an obstacle to passers-by, a royal pain to everyone. He may still, uh, he was... <sighs> He may also be like a lion pouncing on his victim, or like a lion and a serpent together. Also, Dan may be symbolized as an eagle. In fact, there is a chimera of a lion, a serpent, and an eagle called the griffin, which was a symbol of the highest uh, rulers of Egypt, but Dan was uh, prominent. Um, not surprising, the griffin was Dan's preferred battle flag. Okay, I'm going to skip a portion of this. Um, leaning toward revolutionary and the, the revolutionary and confrontational the personality of Dan includes an element of manic depression, resentment, and hidden anger, anger, as reflected in the dual nature of the serpent. You know, partly sin, partly wisdom, in the process. Um, what would otherwise be considered a negative attribute? Um, of ever smoldering grudges is alleviated by Dan's sense of justice. Dan would have Dan would be difficult to live with if it weren't for some alleviating factors. For example, he has a good sense of humor and can add a feeling of adventure and purpose to otherwise mundane experiences. He is a hopeful romantic. He's passionate, extremely sentimental. Many of the world's greatest musicians, artists, poets, writers, and adventurous explorers can trace their roots back to Ireland, but so can most of them, some of the most notorious outlaws and revolutionaries. Dan seems to have been on a spiritual journey as winding as his migration. Not content to obey the law, the revealed will of God, Dan must find his own way to spiritual awareness. In the process of spiritual awakening, he experiments with many forms of worship and is always the first to go into idolatry, needing something tangible to worship instead of the invisible God, Jehovah. It's not surprising that many of the modern Danites are Roman Catholics, which, like the Borg of Star Trek fame, assimilate all forms of worship with which they come into contact. Okay, so I'm going to do this one as a summary list. This is, <clears throat> you might be a Danite if. Kind of reads like a Jeff Foxworthy list. So the next time you hear an Irish tenor do a rendition of Danny Boy, or encounter a jovial redhead ready to fight at a drop of his bowler hat, or hear tales of an adventurous pioneer courageously trekking out across the prairie, or read about rebel groups vigorously fighting for a just cause, or scratch, um, or, yeah, then scratch your head over a nation uh, vehemently refusing to sell a giant island of frozen tundra and glaciers. Okay. Or attend a concert featuring brawny men singing passionately about sentimental attachment. Or see a brutish construction worker, longshoreman, or teamster bow reverently and gen genuflect before a superstitious idol. Or watch a group of impractical jokers, possibly painted green and drinking beer openly and defiantly in the streets, uh, commit acts of violence and tomfoolery or mis. Uh, uh, mischief, or enjoy a morning pastry with your coffee, a Danish perhaps, or submit however grudgingly to the admonition of a gentle giant but serious police officer, hear a poet recite verses full of vivid imagery and sentiment, proclaiming uh, idealized pedantic um, insights, or, uh, 
or laugh at a comic's clever and clean but slightly naughty wordplay, or nearly pull your hair out uh, over someone's staunch stubbornness despite evidence to the contrary. You have any of the content, they know that you have probably encountered a Danite, and they are just being true to their Danite nature. As I said, it kind of reads like a Jeff Foxworthy list, doesn't it? Uh, smile, shake your head, be amused, but they are far from merely harmless, especially when incited to action by some hothead rebel rouser into a riotous mob. Certain that they are right, even in the face of overwhelming evidence conjure, such as the Guy Fawkes uh, gunpowder plot, or the recent events we had at the Capitol. This is a tribe that is extremely passionate and stubborn about what they do, and unfortunately, they can be easily misled, as they were misled from the true worship of God into Catholicism. Okay. Do you have a better sense of who these people were? I've gone through a pretty detailed discussion of them. Um, can you see their family traits in the character of the modern Danes and Irish? of your friends, your neighbors, your relatives. Many U.S. citizens can trace their heritage back to Irish roots, especially since so many of the, the Irish immigrated to America following the potato famine of the 1700s. It's not surprising that Americans possess an enterprising, adventurous, pioneering spirit, only, not only in Western expansion, but also in the exploration of new ideas. Learn from the instructive lessons of scripture about the consequences, both positive and negative, of yielding to such an ambitious, often rash nature. But all is not lost, as I said. All Israel will be saved. For although the Danites wandered far from home and far from God, he never lost track of them, always knowing who and where they are and always ready to welcome them with salvation. Thank you.